We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is it. I made a noise like this. <laughs> Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I'm beginning to like this kid, Mike. <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. Are you the Fan. Hour number three, Danny Dusty with He Will Talk College Football Playoff National Championship game tonight. Teams are arriving at SoFi Stadium down in L.A. right now. The Georgia Bulldogs and the TCU Horn Frogs going to tee it up and kick it off a little more than, uh, what, three hours from now uh, between the two. But uh, we start hour number three talking a little Portland Trailblazers. Uh, they are returning home. Uh, after a three-game road trip. Tail between their legs. Mm-hmm. 0-3 on that trip. As Rusta said, they've lost seven in a row on the road as the Raptors, the latest to beat them, 117-105. And I think one of the things that uh, they, they are in a skid right now. That's okay to say. <laughs> it's pretty obvious as you lose three in a row, but it's those seven games that you've lost on the road, which they were so good at the beginning of the year. Um there may be a little bit of this long road schedule and how many games they played on the road taking their toll on the team. But the reality of it is, is that they just have got to be better cleaning up the things that have plagued them all season long. And I think last night, or I guess last night, yesterday afternoon. You can say the last three games. Well, but yesterday afternoon, it was highlighted and heightened because everything that has been a major issue was exacerbated tenfold. And they are the turnover issue, Mm -hmm. which we talked about this, even when they don't have a high volume of turnovers, the critical turnovers. But yesterday it was both, where you had critical turnovers and you had a high volume. They had 22 turnovers against the Toronto Raptors yesterday. And then the other one, which was heightened, was the bench scoring and the production from the bench, where they only get three points Three points Tres. off of their bench. And as we say, like this has been an issue all season long. They are currently the only team in the NBA whose bench has not tallied at least 1,000 points. Oh. <laughs> Those two things, and that's why like that Toronto game was highlighted. You lose 117-105, and you boot the ball 22 times, and you only get three points off the bench. Uh, that is putting a big old spotlight on on the weakness that has been of the Portland Trailblazers all season long. 
there's a couple things we can talk about here. Mm-hmm. And I, unfortunately, my PC down at home, I wanted to take a look at a bunch of film and couldn't. Um, I had to stare into the little tiny box on my laptop uh, for the last couple of days, but I did. And one of the things that I really noticed is the turnovers, number one, most of them are coming from Damian Lillard. That's, yes, that's, that's, seven that, of them yesterday. That, that's not something that you have to like, oh, my God, you dug into the film and found that. No, that, that's that's prevalent. Yeah, and we can sit there and say, like yesterday with the Heiden, he had seven, which is a large number, but he is turning the ball over a lot. But Nurk and Ant with four? Both had four. Goodness. Josh Hart had three? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like when and I Nurk, say everything was amplified, yeah. your big can't have four turnovers. No, and, and Nurk has been sloppy at times, too. He got He got his ass chewed against Charlotte in the first half. Remember, he was crap. Mm-hmm. He was awful in that first half against Charlotte. Yeah. Chauncey lit him up, and I asked Nurk about it after the game that night. Hey, did Chauncey just sit kind of, you know, did he say anything at halftime? And he could laugh, and I said, he's like, yeah, I can't really talk about it. I was like, can you summarize it? And he goes, no, can't really do that. I'm like, can you, the gist of it? And he's like, no, can't really do that either. That gives you the extent of which the ass-chewing went, right? Yeah. Um, A lot of F-bombs. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, rightfully so. Sure. Because they've been sloppy. And I've heard some people say, Chauncey's not holding these guys accountable. Uh, I'll tell you this. The players that I've talked to, they've had some film sessions where no one has been spared. Okay. And this is this is where we, you can go, and we can talk through a lot of these things. Okay. <clears throat> a, a lot, and then it may sit on Chauncey Billups. Because if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're holding guys accountable, if you're having these tough conversations, then why... Is, is it not? It, why are we seeing yeah. the same things over and mm-hmm. over and over again? Okay. And w- you can put that and there is an element of it that needs to be put on Chauncey Billups and his staff. If, if the same things are happening and there's no response, but they are being held accountable. The, but it's not solely on them because guess what? The players, you got to execute, man. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this for weeks now. Missing open shots in crunch time. That has been an issue for them. We've and it's like oh the overall numbers they look good in raw numbers when you when you kind of hash them out. The wide open looks we had this talk last week. Yes, they, it, they were they were brutal. they were ten of thirty one against uh, was it Minnesota? Yeah, I think it was. That's brutal dude. on wide open shots where if they shoot a normal you know forty two forty three percent they win the game and a turnover issue. That is as much as it can be coaching and you need to get results out of it. It's also player execution, and a lot of it rests on that. There's there's no secret sauce to this. And then there's also the depth issue that this Blazer team is, is struggling mm-hmm. with right now. And the fact that you're looking at yet another day um, with no Gary Payton the second, like that is of concern for, for the Blazer fans with – all right, when is this team going to start getting healthy? Because, look, it was if we can call it what it was, it was a six-man rotation against the Toronto Raptors. Um, with, yes. With uh, Jabari Walker, I think, was the only other guy outside of Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp was really the only person who got a significant minutes Real off minutes. the bench. Drew Eubanks played nine. Jabari Walker played ten. And, and he's been getting more run because they have zero depth. And Chauncey's been saying, like, he's earned this opportunity, and he has, based on the guys available right now. And it is good to see him out there, but the rotation is grossly thin because of the injury bug that's bitten this team, too. Um, It's kind of been a confluence of events, but why haven't we seen much of a change? Is there anything that's sticking out when you do watch? Because you say, 
You saw the seven turnovers from Dame. What is sticking out to you? So let's let's kind of roll up kind of where they've been for the last two weeks. According to Cleaning the Glass, the Blazers' offense is 23rd in points per 100 possessions at 111.7. That's right there with the Raptors who have struggled. Phoenix is dead last. Phoenix is in a tailspin and without this, Booker. And this is the concerning part about this this road trip. Two of the three teams that you fell to are teams that have been rumored, rumored and reported to be in sell mode because they're not up to snuff. But here's the flip side of this. You know where they ranked defensively in the last two weeks? Sixth. It's not been there. I've seen a lot of, yeah. oh, they, they can't stay in front of anybody. They aren't getting... Think think about this for a second, Dusty. And I'm not trying to yeah. like polish the turd, but think about this yeah. for a second. They've had all of these turnovers where they're letting these teams get out in transition and get easy buckets and got down twice to the Raptors by over 19 points. They got down big to the Pacers. They got down big to the Timberwolves. They've gotten down big to everybody, and they've basically coughed up the game over and over and over. And you would think with that in mind, their defense would be sucking. But in the reality, it's their offense has been so bad. So egregiously bad. You know what they are right now in the fourth quarter in their last 10 games in the offensive rating? <laughs> They're a 96. Cool. Goodness gracious. Okay. The Wait, worst def- hey. the worst offensive rating in the NBA right now is a 109. And this is where we go to remember when they had they had a stretch where we talked about it. They were like, it was an incredible rating. It was like 138 or something yes. over, or like, and that, they were that was like a month ago. Torching. <laughs> and it was like in crunch time situations. They they were They started off eight and two in the clutch. They are not performing right there. And Dame and Ant are, are the guys that you need to be there. And that kind of leads it to like, you, you do not take shots away from Dame. At what point do you start leaning more on the guy who's been Mr. Consistent? in this stretch and all season long in Jeremy Grant. Here's the flip side of this. Going into this, the biggest, I think, complaint offensively is that the Blazers run too much pick and roll. They run too much <laughs> ISO. Well, here's the thing, folks. Damian Lillard's pick and roll complaint. numbers are down 15%. That is a substantial change. In his, in his shot profile. Mm-hmm. Think about that, though, for a second. This is a guy who has historically led the NBA in pick-and-roll percentage. Okay, but what is the overall pick-and-roll percentage of this team, though? Because Also you, down significantly. Because mm-hmm. it, it seems as if, you know, Dame may not be getting those looks as much, but what about Ant and when he when he's a, has a ball in his hand, because we're, we've been seeing that more. So if you look at it, and this is this is all data from Synergy. So if I, I can Synergy. I can look at this and the play type stuff. This is going to get super nerdy. Do you know what the what the play type that the Blazers end a possession with most is? Uh, turnover. Well, you're you're close because their turnover rate uh, is almost twenty percent recently. You're kidding? No. A quarter of almost almost a quarter, a quarter of the, well a fifth of the time that yes. they get the ball, it's going the other way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then again, that's what I'm saying. Think about that rate being that bad, and yet their defense doesn't look that terrible. Like that should kind of tell you they're actually okay defensively. Yeah, it's that they're 
Their offense is so bad, not just because of the poor shooting, but because they're giving the opponent 15 more. There was a 16-5 to turnover differential with Toronto last night That's crazy. during the game. That is crazy. And I was sitting there going, oh, my God. But if you look at it, the number one play type for the Trailblazers is spot up. Yeah, that, that mean, makes sense. That's guys getting good looks, and you would expect them to deliver. Now, their their uh, conversion rate, they're slightly above average. They're good. They're, they're getting 1.05 points per possession, which that's okay. It's better than most. It's like right at the, the medium, but yeah. like it should be better. But their pick and roll, as of right now, it's accounting for 40% of their offense. Okay? That's this year. If you go back to, to 1920, which is the last time everything was kind of normal-ish. Oh, yeah, 2019 slash 20. I'm like, do we really want to go back to 1920? 2019-20. <laughs> okay? Uh, their pick and roll accounted for 24% of their total offense. Oh, yeah. So it is significantly, significantly lower. Now, okay, we say all of this and we just, like, the big thing is, when are the reinforcements going to come? And that's like the question that that we all have. We thought that it was going to be that burst coming back with uh, Gary GP. Payton the second, and they did get a little bit of a juice for a game, <laughs> literally a game. Yeah. Like now, this is concerning. Like mm-hmm. I, I said it the day after that game. I said, "Os, we all watched him roll his leg or roll his ankle and go, uh, this ain't good, man." And he ended up popping up and playing a little bit more. And you're like, okay, well, hey, maybe it's not that bad. He has not played since. And that is that is of concern. And I wonder, is it ankle because he said that it was going to be okay? And I remember after that he said, this is the best I'm going to feel all season long. Got to thug it because out. Of the, because of the core still. How much of this is his core and how much of it is the the ankle. This sounds like it was the ankle, and okay. he was going to try to give it a go against Toronto. Either one, they're not good. No. Yeah. Um, I would imagine he's good to go tomorrow night. Okay. I, I would imagine he's good to go tomorrow night. And here's the other – here's a little bit of – here's a little bit more good news. Nasir Little is ramping up his rehab. That's really he good. Had, he had an MRI before they went out on this trip, got good news um, that the fracture is starting to heal. It doesn't, need, doesn't look like it's going to end up needing the screws. Which good. we talked about, like, yeah, that bad juju. No good having screws. Yes, um, he's been cleared to start jumping. And uh, Casey Holdall tweeted out some video of him court or uh, going through warmups, elevating. Man, yeah, because that's a big deal. And and here's but here's the problem though with, with that is he's still there's still so much unknown with his game and a lot of and his injuries and injuries. The ceiling and the hope is that he can he can perform like people think he can and, and become the starter and put Josh Hart on the bench. But that's going to take uh, months. Yes, I mean in all in all in all honesty, it's going to take months mm-hmm. until you see that. And at that point, I sit there and I go, "This is just seeming like a season that's careening down the path that we've seen before, where we said that goodwill at the beginning of the year, so you don't have to to crunch at the end. Mm-hmm. They may need they need to." That will be a crunch scenario yep. with now an aging Damian Lillard, and can he carry this group? What is the what is the deal with Justice Winslow though, who is also battling injury? And you want to get good news, news with with his ankle. So before they left for the trip, uh, Justice came in the locker room, uh, no crutches, no boot. Which that's awesome. That's incredible, considering he was on crutches and a boot like the day before I saw him. Uh, he did have a massive brace on his ankle, but. 
the fact that he was moving without support was, again, I didn't expect him back to the All-Star break. Yeah. This looks like it's closer to two more weeks. Like, don't don't quote me on that. I'm just going off of, like, what That's I've fine. seen historically. Is, I'll quote you on that. Yeah, there you go. Um, but usually when you have a sprained ankle and you see a guy moving around with no boot, no crutches, it usually means two, three weeks. That's a good sign. Yeah, it's, it's a good sign things are healing. Which, when he rolled it, I was like, there's no way he's back in t- for six weeks. So, no. um, getting, and this is the part of this. Everybody's, well, Chauncey's playing the starters too much. They're getting tired. It's either play the starters who are, NBA caliber players, or it's play the bench who are two years or younger. Yep. They, they are incredibly young. And, it, and I hear roster construction. This is a problem with the team. It's built flawed. Yes, that was a feature, not a bug. <laughs> we knew that coming into the season. The front office told you they didn't have enough yet. <sighs> and then on top of that, they're missing their sixth, seventh, and eighth men. Yeah. Where? Like that's uh, that's where that's that, a problem. But I, I want to get back to the pick and roll stuff here real quick. Okay. Because this is where I think this might be contributing to Damian Lillard's turnovers. He's being asked to do stuff differently than he has for ten years, and I don't think he can. It's not in his profile. I, it's like asking Steph Curry instead of to be an off-ball guy to be an on-ball guy. And that is, it's the it's the inverse. You're asking Dame, who's an on-ball guy. To be more off ball, yeah, and and not just that. Well, you know what's funny though is that that's what fans are asking for for so long. Yes, that's not who he is. Mm-mm. You look at his pick and roll profile; he's the greatest pick and roll scorer in modern NBA history. And so is I think, good? yeah, it's pretty decent. Hmm. I think that's a contributing factor. Now, that's not everything. It that, that's just that's my working theory right now. There's also a, a level of sloppiness. Against Toronto, Dame just lost the ball against Pascal Siakam when it, it was closing time. Dame airmailed a pass. Ant got trapped and airmailed a pass. Nurk continues to try passes that aren't there. Mm. There is there is a litany of things that you're just sitting there. You want to ram your head into the wall. Over. Absolutely. That stuff. This I, I, there's somebody tweeted at me that the Blazers turnovers are coming about as a part of forced, like, last-second bailout plays. That's not the case. That makes up a very small percentage. I've gone through and watched a lot of their turnovers the last 10 games. Most of their turnovers are just brain-neutral decisions. Like, 12 seconds on the shot clock, bad passes, dribbling it off your foot, bad handoff, being soft with a pass, not being decisive. Those are the things that have been more problematic than scramble plays with three seconds and a grenade yeah. at the end of the clock. Yeah. All right. 503-250-1080. That's a fan text line. Uh, you guys got a lot of feedback on this. We'll get to it next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. All right, 503-250-1080. That's a fan text line. Uh, your feedback on the Blazers. They're in a skid right now. They happen, but the concerning part is that it's kind of rinse and repeat when you watch these games to make it kind of a tough watch uh, when it continually happens again and again. Um, how do you feel about this one? This text says, here's the main problem. Paying Dame like a top three player in the league when he's playing like a fringe all-star, salary versus performance matters with the salary cap. Mm. I mean, there's there's zero truth to that. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, guys, you you can have. The, I wanted like to a... wind you up and let you go on that. I, I had to stop and think about it. I'm like. He's no. He's not being paid like a top three player, and he's right now he's twelfth in the league in scoring, and he's is the the biggest problem right now is that his shooting percentages over the last like five games have been bad. Well, they're paying it's, him as much as they possibly can. Yes. he does have his super max, but it, and yeah, guess what it, happens it, it, in a, in a year all, when everybody else gets their next deals, hmm. Dame gets bumped back down to like twelfth or fifteenth. He just happened to get his first. That's yeah. all it is. Um, and this is, like, what do you do, as this texture says, with this, uh, Simons and Lillard, their consistencies disappeared in the fourth quarter. Like, what do you do when that happens? We were talking about that. Mm-hmm. And that makes it very tough for this Blazers team. When two of the best shooters, okay, Dame historically is one of the best off-the-dribble shooters from three on volume in NBA history. Okay? That's verifiable. He's a 40% yeah. three-point shooter off the dribble from three. That's obscene, and he takes a crap ton of them. Anthony Simons is one of the best catch-and-shoot three-point th- shooters we have in the modern NBA. Okay, These guys are both insane, and they have both had a truckload of looks over the last two weeks that they have bricked. Yeah, It's shooting slumps. It happens. Remember when Steph Curry came back, and it was he can't shoot because he shot like 23% for three weeks from three? Yeah. It happens. It happens to literally the greatest shooter of all time. The problem is, historically, when it was Damon CJ, they didn't happen at the same time. Yeah. It's happening at the same time. And as good as Jeremy Grant is, and he's been phenomenal for this team, he cannot get them into their offense and be the same kind of threat off the bounce that Damon Ant can. And that's why you can't just like, well, why don't we just get the ball to Jeremy more? That's not how it works. Yeah, and that's and that's the problem is that Damon Ant they just they can't have they both can't have the same bad nights. Yeah, this is where, uh, but and, and that is it. And there have been too many consecutively. Yes. And I think that this was my big question mark with Anthony Simons heading into the years. Like, like yeah, we saw spurts, but where's consistency? And we're still searching for that. We're still searching for that consistency, um, because here and here's the deal: 
is that he's no longer the project. He's now the $100 million man. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that is where you go, the bar is raised just like it was raised with CJ. Um, and just like it was raised and continually is raised. And, and look, Damian Lillard knows that criticism will come. He just so is hoping that criticism is fair to his performance. And I think when you look at it and you say, you were to ask him to a man, it would be, yeah, the turnovers are too much for us to get to, to sustain. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it is continued throughout and the consistency with it. I mean, look, you have got to be clutch in those clutch situations. And he has been so dang good at those. Uh, situations for his entire career. That's the thing is that Damian Lillard and everybody, why is Dame taking hero shots? Oh, you mean the guy that has hit the hero shots for a decade? But but when they don't, when they're not falling on a consistent basis, this is then... This, this is this what it looks like, and this is a bad team when that happens because here's Dame over the last 10 games. 25 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds. That's the good. Yeah. The bad. He's shooting... 39.7 from the field. Not good. 30.4 from three. Not good. 83 from the line. Yes, he's struggling from the line for Damian Lillard, who is a career. Last time I checked, he was 13th all time. He is a nearly 90% career free throw shooter. So what's going on? I mean, like, look, the dude has missed seven free throws in the last week. Yes. Which is unheard of. Unheard of. Four in <laughs> one games, three in another. And I think he had missed another three in, in, in another oh, game. Oh, really? In yeah. the Indiana game? I think he, I think it was three, yeah. Wow. I think he's missed ten in his last three games, which is, again, unheard of for him. I think that I think Dame's playing with a little bit of a knock. All right. That's that's my my personal opinion. I think he's got a little bit of a knock. I has, I don't think it has anything to do with his core because he's still bursting and getting by guys. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, this is going to be one of those. Good luck to the person who asks him if he's if he's dinged up because you're not going to get a real answer out of him. Remember, he got put on the injury report for one day with his <laughs> hand. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like uh, ten days ago. Yeah. Hey, uh, how has he looked over the last ten days shooting the ball? Uh, like a guy who was on the injury report with a hand injury. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, and so here's the other part of this. Anthony Simons, 20 points, three assists, three rebounds. That's the good part. Here's the downside. 42% from the floor, 35% from three, 90% from the free throw line. His struggles have been there. They haven't been as egregious as Dame's. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that in the past – Ant has kind of stepped up in a couple of those games, and Dame has stepped up in a couple of games where Ant has struggled. Yeah. I also look at it, though, and I say, uh, like, in these situations, though, pivoting and having an answer, and Jeremy Grant could be that answer. Mm-hmm. But, but in what what are his splits over this stretch? Because it, he's been playing outstanding. He just is not getting volume. He is, though. That's the thing. Dame's taking 20 shots. Uh-huh. Ant's taking 17. Uh-huh. Jeremy's taking 16. 16. He's right there with really? Ant. Yeah, that's, that, that's the thing is that wh- what we're seeing is if you want to if you want to kind of split hairs, maybe maybe Jeremy should be getting more shots later in the game. Yeah, what is his uh, what are what are, what's his little slash line there? Because I know the he's last... shooting much better. He's shooting fifty four forty eighty. Yeah, that's pretty damn yeah. good. And the, like, and that, that's regression for that's, him from three. But that's what you see. Like you're seeing it with your eyes. Mm-hmm. It just seems like in what, the crunch time is is a great point. There is that he needs his more of his looks in that crunch time. You know situation let me adjust this for fourth quarter real quick. Because of the fact that you know it just seems like two guys are taking shots and <laughs> in a lot of the time, and really the uh, the other ones are m- massive turnovers would be it 
whether it's Nurk or Dame or oh, Ant yeah. or any of them, uh, massive turnovers down the stretch too when when the ball gets around. I was uh, going to run this, but my the server for my stats thing just completely crashed on me for the fourth quarter data. Um, JJ JJ in Vancouver. If we only had someone like CJ McCollum in the fourth quarter, <laughs> no, we're not doing this. No, for the love of God, not here, doing okay, here this we go. again. Um, and again. So here's your field goal attempts in the fourth quarter over the last 10 games. Okay. Damian Lillard, 5.3. Five. Anthony, Anthony Simons, 4.7. Four. Jeremy Grant, 4. 4. Okay, so about two less than Dame, one less than, than the, Ant. The shot dispersion in the fourth quarter, it's those three guys. Hmm. Why does it seem like the other guys are taking like twice as many? Because they can, Jeremy's shots, they don't have to be manufactured. But it's better for him to work as a catch and shoot, yeah. whereas either Dame or Ant. Think about the game against Toronto yesterday afternoon. Ant and Dame both had two wide open threes that they walked into. Yeah. That if you ask, if you showed that clip to any single Blazers fan and said, "Is this a good shot?" They would say yes, Absolutely. unequivocally, Absolutely. and they bricked them. And that was the Minnesota game, do a team. Very exactly. Think about the 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 play that they ran for Damian Lillard against Indiana. Where the corner three, Ant finds him in the corner, and it just doesn't go in. It's right out of a timeout. It's a well-scripted play. Everything's beautiful, and then it goes the other way for Indiana. Mm-hmm. And then they come down, and they got another wide-open look on a kickout on a loose play to Anthony Simons. It goes the other way, and they score. Like yesterday against the Raptors, they get a wide-open look, long rebound. Fred Van Vliet comes down, hits a three. It goes from a three-point game to a six-point game. Blazers go down the floor. Dame misses a layup. Fred Van Vliet comes down the floor. Another three. A three-point game goes to a nine-point game in 30 seconds. And Critical it's errors. It's over. Critical errors. All right, uh, let's get to the – the good news is Blazers play 10 of their next 11 at home. They've got some easy and ones. They've got some tough ones. They've got Cleveland no, and there's Dallas no, twice. There's no easy ones. Eh. The way they're playing right now. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but they have a chance to, if not gain ground, to right some wrongs by playing 10 of 11 at home. Yeah. All right, uh, Blazers, just relax. It's an 82-game season. They're in a skid right now. Uh, Steer into it, right? Steer into it. Don't fight it. Um, Let's get to the college football playoff. National championship game tonight. Teams are headed to the stadium. First is Rust with SportsCenter. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. The fan. College football playoff national championship game tonight. It says, I, I thought it was a 5 o'clock game. It's 4.30. They're kicking that thing off at 4.30. I love it. Because no. they're, they're not actually kicking it off at 4.30. There's no people that will be in the stadium in Los Angeles at 4.30. They're kicking it off at like 5.15. Oh, man. Uh, they won't be tailgating, so actually maybe they will be in the stadium by then. Who knows? Uh, but the TCU and Georgia uh, teen it up at an hour and 52 minutes from now uh, at SoFi Stadium down in Los Angeles. Um, now, this is the interesting part for uh, TCU. As these guys are on the field right now, uh, Kendra Miller is on the field in shorts, no knee brace on right oh. now for TCU, which 
uh, I think that that being the latest is good news. He's probably going to give it a go just because this is the national championship game. But and you just go. He is a huge one. He's a running back for TCU, and he's a, he's had a phenomenal year. And this game, uh, look, Georgia is 12.5-point favorites, which is a ton for a national championship game. And TCU, though, I mean, they're David and Goliath, man. I think that's one of the coolest things about this game in this matchup is that we have the opportunity for Georgia to go back-to-back as national champs. Mm-hmm. Which we don't have often. No, Bama did it, USC did it, then had it vacated, and then uh, uh, Nebraska did it. Didn't, yeah. didn't My- they do it 3 4 Didn't USC do it 3 4 4 5 No, 3 4 yes. So five was Texas. Now you have um, this Georgia team. They can quite literally make history. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Kirby Smart, by being the first college football playoff era team to win back-to-back national titles. Which is insane. You would think that Saban with, what, seven titles would have done it. Well, for everybody who said, this is uh, so old seeing Dabo and Saban in the title game, it, it was old. But guess what? Neither one of them went back to Things are a-changing. Now you have Georgia in the national title game. And look, this is a statement if they're able to do it. Because one, they will. It, that goes to show recruiting matters, right? Getting that depth, getting that defense, it matters. You don't need an offensive-minded head coach who you know, will fill up this light up the scoreboard. They're doing it with defense and a quarterback that was at Georgia had to go to a JUCO before he ended up back on, on the roster again. And he could be the guy who wins back to back national titles. It isn't Trevor Lawrence or Tua or Jalen Hurts. No. It would be Stetson friggin' Bennett. Not, not CJ Stroud. No. Not Bryce Young. Stetson Bennett would be the guy who does it. And they would do it with a phenomenal defense and then weapon upon weapon around them. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side of this it changes the conversation about modern college football if TCU wins, because this is Hell, they, even if they even just being here. They well, I mean, we've seen teams be there before, like Oregon in the very first one that weren't in this model of you have to be a top five recruiter over a four year period on aggregate to be a national or top ten to be a national title title contender. They have the thirty second best roster. If you look, if you take those numbers, yes, and the profile is there. I mean, this isn't just in the playoff era. This is over the BCS era. Mm-hmm. T- you have to be an elite recruiter to win a national title. Done. That's it. I mean, you've seen teams. Oregon came close twice, not fitting that profile. If TCU wins tonight, it changes the game because guess where they improve the most? It wasn't with recruiting high school kids. The portal matters. The portal matters a ton. And they filled so many spots, and they've developed so much talent, but they filled spots through the portal that said, we don't need to be a top-10 recruiter. We can develop talent here, but we bring guys in through via the portal that can make a damn difference. And they have this year for t- TCU. And for Sonny Dykes to do it, man, I love it. I love everything about it. It is. And it'll be, it will be an interesting case study in, in the depth spreading. Yeah that we have seen from players who are going to these programs instead of waiting for two or three years at a Georgia or an Alabama, they go and play. Yep. They go and play somewhere else, whether that's the next you know group of schools down, i.e. an Oregon or a Texas or a UCLA or something like the, yep. along those lines, as opposed to the traditional powers of the SEC. I you know Texas is going to the SEC, and that maybe changes some things, but – 
you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. that, that depth being spread around, all of a sudden, an injury might bother a Georgia. Hmm. An injury might bother an Alabama. Or the NFL draft taking half of your defense away might be problematic. Yeah. I mean, hoarding talent. You won't be able to hoard the talent anymore. Anyway. Keep it off the board. And, and that's the thing. is That's a huge – when you're talking about basically probably five schools hmm. in, uh, in four conferences – hoarding 15, 20 additional players that could be contributors around the country? Do the math. 75, 80 people? You sprinkle those around. Those are real difference makers around the country. No doubt about it. And I think that that is the great thing. I know that the portal has done a lot and that people don't like. I think it's one of the great things is that it it is distributed talent. But as it pertains to tonight... You know, there is a chance TCU makes this a game. I mean, like, make no bones about it. They may be 12-and-a-half-point dogs. They did did it, like, what, 10 days ago against Michigan where a game wasn't supposed to be as close as it was. They came out, and they're going to have to do the same damn thing they did against Michigan, which was they need to step on the gas early, and you need to score. And that's going to be getting Quinton Johnston – activated in that game mm-hmm. now the the big one with miller the running back and him being available that's going to be huge because you're going to need him and demersado the the other their backup running back you need those both those guys to be at 100 because you're going to have to run the ball at you some need point. that balance but whether it quentin johnson is one of the best receivers in all of college football let that man get up that sideline let's let's see what happens with him and keely Ringo. he is freaky good but they've got Tay Barber and Darius Davis. They've got guys on the outside that can make Georgia pay. And look, teams have moved the ball against Georgia, but you have got to be balanced if you're going to do it. They are too good to be to be beat if you are one dimensional. And get the punch it in. You can't at, settle for field goals. No field goal. Yeah. If you've either one of these teams, don't yeah. settle for field goals. You got to get sixes uh, in this one. A field goal may win it. But if you looked at the teams that that have given Georgia problems. And especially lately, like Jalen Carter being back and no snap count, that's going to be a problem for TCU up the middle. Okay. But with Nolan Smith not playing with that ACL and he's been out, that's been a big knock to them because they thrive off of pressure. And if you can keep them honest with the run game, and look, that's what Ohio State did with C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud did a phenomenal job of of running the ball. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, well, if C.J. Stroud could do it, Max Duggan's going to be able to do it. They're going to game plan for Max Duggan running the ball. Yeah. They didn't need to with C.J. Stroud as much because they have that plethora of wide receiver talent that they were They're m- much more worried more concerned. about. Yes. But where did Ohio State have success, especially late in that game? With balance. Mm-hmm. Because this Georgia team is too damn good to be one-dimensional against. And that's why having Miller and Demersado back, that's going to be huge for, for TCU. They have to have balance, and that's easier said than done against this team. And they have to do it on the defensive side, too, because against Michigan, they did something like TCU was getting home with three and four, which is nuts. And that allowed them to play a lot more loose and free. There were fronts where there were times where on third down, they had three safeties back. And at the snap, they are so fast defensively, Mm -hmm. they'll bring one guy up and they'll play him in the box. They'll bring two guys up and go with the one eye look. They were moving safeties left and right. 
that is hell for a quarterback. I don't know. I don't care how good changing you are. at the line at the snap, looking at three yeah. safeties and then watching them just kind of swirl around at the snap and just before it. That changes everything that you're doing. Now they didn't do it as their base defense, but that's the type of athlete that they have. Mm-hmm. And when you can get home at three or with three or four, that affords you the uh, the luxury to mess around on defense like that. That's not the case with Georgia. Georgia has got their tight ends and they got their O line, but the tight ends being gone was a big one for for Michigan. Michigan's offensive line, though, like they've got dudes. Yes, they do, and that kind of that gives you the measuring stick for what TCU is. This is not a cute, fun story. TCU is good. Yeah, and they got Hypnotoad. So listen, if there's nothing else, Hypnotoad got me to place a bet. Yeah. Oh, you're going TCU, I took, huh? I took TCU in the spread. There you go. Well, it's a big number, man. It think, is. Uh, Mattress Mac uh, put $3 million on TCU. Oh, Mattress Mac, mm-hmm. Ma- Mattress Mac don't lose. See, I said, okay, that's a smart move for Danny. That's a gambling addiction for Mattress Mac. <laughs> $3 million. Woof. And that's nothing compared to what he put on the Astros. I know. Well, of course. Uh, because he knew he was not going to win. Um <laughs> I, I'm really I'm I'm pumped for this game though I, I like bo- I like the match. No, this like is gonna be a fun game, team. and I'm I'm glad I don't I don't have a Blazers game tonight, so I can actually lock in and watch this. And even if it's a butt kicking, uh, the story of TCU is awesome. Sonny Dykes is is a damn good football coach, and he's his story has been fun. Max Duggan is awesome to watch. I'm I'm pumped for it. TCU has long since Ladanian Tomlinson has been that one off school that I always cheer for. Mm. Who was that school for you? Do you have one? Mm. No, I just like I, I like new teams all the time. I like I, I really do. I don't I like a, a lot of. Oh no, I'm, teams. I'm with you. But like, is there one that you like? I like that. I like that school. Like, it's just no. T- TCU has been that school. It's, for it, me. it truly is year to year for me. Like I'll be like, yeah, I really like them. That's fun. Yeah, Tulane was that for me a couple years ago. Like, you know, oh, Fritz. I thought, yeah, it was a couple weeks you, ago. I, wow, good for Kansas. Wow. Something like that. Yeah, good for Kansas. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I I sure do like these guys. Yeah, nice little story. Yeah, TCU has been yeah. that team for me that I come back to pretty yeah. pretty frequently. Yeah, I don't know if I have that that I keep coming back to. Uh, I'll leave them. I'll leave them pretty <laughs> easily. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I hate to admit, it, I mean, obviously those Baylor teams. Like with, I like Michigan. Three was, was no, that was like, fun. That was, and that was one of those teams too. Yeah, yeah he was great. I'll never root for Baylor in anything. Not anymore. Yeah, but not anymore. Then. Yeah, but back then, as I was yeah. saying, I was like, ah, well, you know. I root for Baylor to lose. Well, that was even post, uh, um, well, what, post the murder. Uh, yeah, Dave Bliss. Yeah. 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 But it wasn't post Bryles. Right. Yeah. yeah. They got a track record there. <laughs> All right, uh, we get you set for what's coming up Monday and uh, my favorite audio of the weekend, Danny and Dusty on the fan. Gold finger. He's the man, the man with the mind. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. This isn't very metal. No, this is Bond. No, I I hijacked the last bomb. This day in 1964, Goldfinger released in theaters. Wow, I like that. Okay, without, no debate, on three, best James Bond actor of all time. see, but there's a difference in my opinion between favorite and best. No, no, no. Best. Connery. Best. Connery. Connery. Okay. Yeah. See, okay. See, this is why we work. See, this is why we work. Connery is, Connery is, they've been searching for Connery ever since. Yeah. I think Craig got the closest. Daniel Craig, well, Daniel Craig's delivery was the closest, but Pierce Brosnan's Personified look, the, yeah. He, yeah. his look, that was 
the that was the closest. But and I kind of enjoyed Connery the camp. I like the camp of 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 uh, Pierce Brosnan and Roger Moore. Oh yeah, the Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. Roger Moore is my, my distant, least favorite. Moment. Distant fourth. Yeah. Um, I think the other one I haven't seen is George Lazenby. George. Lazenby. He only did two, right? One. Was it one okay. on Her Majesty's Secret Service? Ah, okay. God, I haven't seen that in a long time. It'll be interesting to see where they go next Bond. I don't mm-hmm. know who are they going with next Bond. The the rumor was Idris. I hear Idris Elba a lot. Yeah, yeah. that would be cool. I'd be down with that. That would be too. That'd be awesome. Uh, what's the guy's name who played Superman? Henry uh, Cable. Henry Cavill. Yeah, see, yeah. that doesn't do it for me. But he again, he I think he kind of fits that. But also, he'd be like a super jacked Bond. He'd have the look. Yeah. Well, something tells me James Bond in real life would have to be jacked. Yeah, I know, but like, yeah, Cavill's enormous. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe they'll get him off the juice and yeah. he'll go into play. Get him off that DC juice. All right. Uh, we have got, well, happy birthday, uh, Goldfinger. Um, how long ago did you say? 64. 50, 59 years, yeah, 1964. Yeah. The, the third Sheesh. Bond film. Sheesh. The longest running franchise in movie history. Everybody right. talks about Marvel taking over. Mm. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Mm-mm. Bond been here a long time. Damn straight. I think Marvel's probably surpassed him in the sheer number of movies, though. Yeah. I think there's 25 in the Bond series. Yeah, we're getting yeah. close. Uh, I thought Spectre, yeah. Yeah, it's around 20, 24, 25-ish. Mm-hmm. We're there. All right. Um, we have great audio that I have to play for you because last night we had Lions Packers. And Dan Campbell's team bit some damn kneecaps off. They were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I loved the way that game played out. Who'd have thunk it? that Seahawks fan would be cheering so hard for Jared Goff to win a game. Yep, here they were. And now Geno Smith and the Hawks are in the playoffs. But the after that game, Jamal Williams, who, former Packer, you could tell this game meant a ton. And he had an interview on the field after the game, which I don't think I've seen a guy turn faster from sad uh, to, to, to intimidating because he, he was talking about his grandfather dying and then he just spun this thing in a hurry. My grandfather, he was 92, but I'm just grateful for him to be in my life and I'm grateful to be able to play football and do this for him. So there's a lot of memories, a lot of emotion happening right now, but I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be able to play this game for my great-grandfather, and I'm glad that he's looking down on me. I know I'm making him proud. You said this ball's for him? Yeah, this is for him. Another thing, stop playing us, man. We made, we the Detroit Lions. We the Detroit Lions. Stop playing with us. I don't even watch TV, but I heard everybody already picked, their, picked the Packers over us. Stop playing with us. That's all I got to say, man. Don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good. All right, I need I need a lot of drops out of that. <laughs> it's all dog in this yeah. mug. I need that. I need it's the Detroit Lions. Uh, I, I don't even watch TV. I need that as a drop. I think he was that great was, at Hard Knocks too. I was sitting there just looking around, like, wait, what happened? What? What? Wh- huh? Flip that switch. I love that about him. How he—that is the emotions of a football game. They run high in each direction. We'll go left, go right. Woof. That was something, man. That was something. So, congrats, Jamal Williams in the in the Lions. Give me faith. I actually, we'll talk about this in the coming days. Seahawks and Lions. Mm, they got something brewing going for the next couple of years. Ooh, and Lions fans are cheering for the Seahawks because 
the Rams' loss meant that the now they wanted to go to the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. The draft, but pick. it was all it was all good. The draft pick shot up to six. <laughs> the Seahawks are going to be picking fifth with the Broncos pick. The Lions are picking sixth with they're the pick, Rams they're, pick. They're pick buddies. Like goodness gracious, <laughs> they're tied at the hip now. Hey, uh, quick congrats, real quick. Uh, friend of the show, Brooke Olsendam. One sportscaster of the year for the state hey. of Oregon. Hey, hey, hey. All we're right. love to see it. Also, Annie Peterson uh, of the AP is yeah. the uh, Oregon sports writer. Hey, yay! All right, that's awesome. Shout out to the uh, lovely ladies. All right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow from noon to three. National championship at four thirty. Up next, prime time with Isaac and Sue. Have a great Monday. See you Tuesday right here on the Fan. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.